Hi, I'm Rick Tibbetts. Welcome to Unlimit Yourself. I'm glad you're here. In this episode, we'll be talking about a concept that will undergird every episode of this podcast from here on out. It's something I like to call confident vulnerability. More than an idea, confident vulnerability is a state of being. One that is so critical for living authentically that I almost made it the title of this podcast. Today, we're going to explore the definition of confident vulnerability and how you can use it to expand self-expression, take ownership of your personal and emotional experiences, and enhance your overall mental health. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in on this fine Monday. I hope you're having a great day. I know pleasant Mondays are hard to come by, but uh, I hope you're having one nonetheless. Today, like I said in the introduction, we're going to be talking about something that is very important to me, something that I live by in my day-to-day life, and something that I feel is not stressed enough, and that is confident vulnerability. So let's get started with the definition. Confident vulnerability is the state of being where one boldly disregards potential negative feedback such as backlash or criticism to express how they genuinely feel and who they genuinely are. And confident vulnerability can be applied to a myriad of different facets of life. These can be your professional aspirations, your passions, your desires, and of course, your feelings and emotions. We're going to explore these different facets in one way or another in future episodes. In this particular episode on confident vulnerability, I want to focus on the last facet of emotions and feelings, and what it means to apply confident vulnerability to your emotional and mental health. I want to start off by talking a little bit about myself and my childhood. When I was young, when I was a child, I would see therapists and counselors fairly often due to a chaotic and unstable home life. You know, I had uh, difficulty growing up. There there were a lot of uh, hardships, and one way that I was able to cope with the challenges that I faced when I was young was by going and seeing counselors, whether at my school or they were at different organizations nearby where I lived. And what I found was that I acted differently than other kids who went to counseling. And by that I mean I was always very vocal. I was always somebody who loved to share what was going on and loved to discuss what was making me angry or sad at that particular point. And I know that I was definitely an outlier in this regard. Most people are not at all comfortable sharing how they feel and being openly vulnerable like that. And I can't exactly tell you why I was that way, but I was back then. And I've been that way ever since. And I see that as something that has been helpful for me when trying to process my own emotions and feelings. And I also see this openness as something that can be very helpful for everybody. This does not mean that you have to really divulge everything you're feeling to everybody. That's not what this means. But confident vulnerability, as it relates to your emotional well-being, is not feeling pressured to keep those feelings in, to keep your anger, sadness, loneliness, feelings of dejection to yourself, but by airing that out, letting people know that you are human, that, that you are feeling broken at the moment, that you need help, that you want support. 
This is so important to remember because so often in society, in our families, among our friends, there's this pressure to keep our feelings locked away, to suppress them as much as possible, not allow them to see the light of day. And of course, this way of thinking is entirely contradictory to achieving positive mental health. It's something that we must fight against day in and day out, and confident vulnerability gives us the tool to do that. For example, if you're somebody who after a very difficult situation, you feel like crying, you need to let out some tears. Well, unfortunately, society tells you to, to keep them in, especially if you're a boy or a man. Don't, don't cry. Don't, do not show your emotions. Do not tell people that you are feeling broken, that you have these hurt feelings inside. Don't do that. Okay, you're going to show your weakness if you are to shed tears. And of course, that's entirely preposterous. Some of the strongest men that I've ever met, some of the strongest women as well, have shed tears, have cried publicly. These are people who, much like the rest of us, are fully aware of the pressures that society puts on us, the expectations that we have as human beings, especially in this culture, to keep our emotions in and not to show them, especially in public. And yet they did anyway. Because they knew that they are no less of a human being, no less of a worthy, valuable individual for showing how they truly feel. You can shed tears. If you, are, if you are feeling that hurt and you need to vent, there's nothing wrong with that. If you need to go to therapy, if you're going through a difficult period in your life and you truly need that additional support, there is nothing, nothing wrong with that. Whether you're a man, woman, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, whoever you are, however you are, needing help, is entirely normal. And asking for help does not mean that you are weak, it means you are strong, it means that you are willing to confront what is ailing you, what is afflicting you, that you have the courage to overcome the struggles that may be holding you back. So the next time somebody asks if you're hurt or you're struggling, do not feel pressure to lie, to say, no, I'm okay. It's entirely acceptable to say, no, I'm, I'm not doing okay. I actually do feel really angry about this, and I feel really hurt about that. There's nothing wrong with, with saying these things. However, maybe you don't feel comfortable explaining how you really feel, and letting others in on that. And I want to make clear that that's okay too. You can do what you feel most comfortable with. What I'm trying to get at is the fact that it's okay to vent, and to let that out, and to let people know about it. That you are no less of a human being, no less valuable, because you are going through difficulty, because you cry, because you go and see a therapist, a counselor, psychologist. To the contrary, doing those things reveals high emotional intelligence. It shows that you're willing and capable of facing inner turmoil head-on and alleviating the hurt you feel, rather than let it fester for months, years, or even decades. And that is something you should be endlessly proud of. The amount of people in this world who needlessly carry around hurt, sadness, anger, frustration is incalculable. Most people don't know how to appropriately and effectively remedy those emotions. And I really feel bad for people like that. Those who get in the habit of suppressing their hurt and bad feelings. There's no two ways about it. That kind of behavior will only result in negative health outcomes and wasted time and energy. So, my advice? Don't be like that. Be brave. Be honest about how you feel and take action to address it. 
Because life is too short to put on a smiling face when in reality you're unhappy inside. Now, before I end this episode, I want to make clear that confident vulnerability is not about letting emotions get the best of you or lashing out at someone because you feel they deserve it. You still have to think critically and rationally about the way in which you respond to any given situation. What confident vulnerability represents is the fact that it's entirely okay to feel hurt, scared, angry, or broken sometimes. To proudly share with the world what fills your heart and soul every day. And to never mute your genuine character out of fear of what others may think of you. You'll never be able to please everybody. There will always be someone with something negative to say. But as long as you accept that fact and don't let it get in the way of pursuing personal, mental, and emotional growth, then you will have achieved confident vulnerability. That does it for today's episode on confident vulnerability. Today, we talked about what it is, the significance it's had in my life, and how anyone can use it to break free from the fear of judgment and enhance their mental and emotional well-being. I want to emphasize that confident vulnerability can also be applied to your academic, professional, creative, and even romantic life. We'll discuss these different applications in future episodes, but for now, thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you next time.